Well, if if Portland wins tonight, they get the eighth. Oh. And then Memphis gets the ninth. So Phoenix would be out. If Portland loses, then it would be Phoenix and Memphis, I believe. Who's Portland playing? They are playing the Nets or the Got it. the the team they brought to Orlando called the Nets. Yeah. Yeah. It's you <laughs> it's it's you me and five guys from the rec league. <laughs> and we just That's have we all have like it's the boy bubba let's come in through hella clutch flawless can't be touched it's your boy bubba let's yeah i need that hot take i need the truth and everything that is not fake so tell me who's the uh welcome back bubba bunch to another episode of the bubble let sports podcast episode 153 i believe i'm losing track because i'm back on the grind but we are bringing a very special guest back for the second time. Finally, we're going to talk some sports, which is what we do best, especially with us two. So, Alex Navarro, how you doing? I'm okay. We're uh, we're ready to go, man. This is exciting times for uh, for basketball. We got football less than a month away. Um, you know, we got baseball kind of trying to figure out who's going to be on COVID, who's not going to be on COVID. Um, how all that's going to go ahead and play out. Um, so it's, you know, what's nice is the last time we spoke, uh, we didn't really have any sports and now we have sports and in whatever format we can take them. Uh, I am certainly appreciative of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And honestly, the first question I was going to ask you is how you've watched and, and experienced the the NBA bubble, because that's really the main sport that we, we want to talk about today. I've been saving the conversation with you because um, not many people have like invested the, the the time into watching the bubble and watching this NBA season like like us two, especially me because I, I just been you know quarantined and been in here. But um, like just I think the NBA has done a phenomenal job of introducing the bubble to do it the right way. They just introduced that they can bring guests now. Now that's going to be a huge process, but it's a step in the right direction. I think they're trustworthy enough to do that. But what's your what's your whole idea and how have you enjoyed it? Or have you enjoyed it to, to this point of the NBA bubble? I, I, I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think Adam Silver and also, in I guess, in conjunction with the NBA Players Association, they've actually done the best job and being able to go ahead and say, hey, listen, if we really want to go ahead and do this, we're going to have to go ahead and control um, the flow or, I guess, the traffic coming in and out. So the bubble has been the best way. Also, I think uh, basketball was also set up the best way because if you think about it, they have the smallest numbers. I mean, you're carrying 12 to a team. Uh, you really can't do that in baseball. And you really can't do that in football. So it's a little different. The dynamics are a little different. But it was actually pretty cool that and what's interesting is there was talk of the bubble back, I believe, as early as late March or April that the NBA was already starting to look at. Can we relaunch the season? Um, and so there was already talk back around that time that they can go they can go ahead and relaunch the season. Now, objectively, the basketball has been I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it um, objectively. I mean, I if you know, full disclosure, I'm a diehard Lakers fan. Um, so uh, right now the Lakers are three and five in the bubble. I can take some of that, like even today, whenever they lost to the Kings, but I know LeBron didn't play. I know Anthony Davis didn't play or LeBron played limited minutes. I know Anthony Davis didn't play. I think they have a picture of Kuzma 
uh, wearing beach shorts on the on the side on the bench. So, but it's been it's been exciting, you know. You and but you do look at how the NBA has been able to handle it in terms of controlling who comes in and out. Now, I know that uh, Wojnarowski ended up having that uh, that tweet that said that the NBA is going to go ahead and open up that after the first round they're going to go ahead and begin to allow guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's there's merit to what they've done. So you have to believe that what they're doing is going to work. And think about this also. Uh, Adam Silver is taking care of his players. And uh, I know the players appreciate the fact that he's going to allow wives, he's going to allow children to go ahead and come in. I think there's a height requirement, right? I think the height requirement is like 32 inches and below can come in. Well, that was like 33 and above. That, that was a, a concern of mine because like, I don't know if bringing a newborn baby, if that's the case for a lot of these players, is the right decision. But if a child who is kind of responsible enough or grown enough to realize that, hey, I'm going to have to take COVID tests pretty much every day. I'm going to have to be quarantined in a room for about four days before I can actually move around and and be inside the bubble. So, yes, wives like will will be just be normal to that. But it's the kids. It's the, the newborns or just someone not of age like they are for the players that are probably not used to this type of of lifestyle or just not just kind of used to it at that point but yeah i mean if it's a height requirement or just an age requirement then i think that's still a good way to do it without being very strict or being very harsh and again i think you're allowing adam silver to i think the players in the long run the players will will appreciate um the fact that he's allowing this so but and you know what's interesting the basketball has also been pretty good you know, look at uh, you. You can you can kind of go down the list. I mean, I think a little bit. I think people are starting to really discover how good Devin Booker and Phoenix is. Oof, I know man. that for the most part, everybody kind of knows that he's a he's a good shooter, he's a good player. But I don't think they're understanding that this guy may easily be one of the top ten best players in the NBA. Mm. And he's six six, and the guy can shoot the second he gets inside of the gym. And I'm hoping he ends up in Los Angeles. So, <laughs> because oh, no. I tampering, tampering. Did you see that Draymond? Yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't yeah. have the fifty thousand dollars that yeah. Draymond has, but I guess I can easily tamper because nobody's listening to me. But I think and then look at a uh, Dame Lillard's on a he's on a mission to try to see if he can get his team in the playoffs. Mm. The only thing with him is like I do, I just don't see how he can sustain that over a seven game series. I mean, the team's asking him to score 51, 61, um, you know, so they're asking him to score in bunches. And I just don't know how sustainable that is over a seven-game, over a seven-game series when it's pretty much the first four. Whoever gets to the first four ends up winning the series. Yeah, and and the conversation that I'm hearing every day now is Portland as the eighth seed can beat the LA Lakers number one seed. And I'm like, look, can we get into the playoffs first before we have this discussion? Because personally. I am watching this, and I love watching Dame Time. I love watching this Portland Trail Trailblazers team. They are phenomenal. They are well coached, and they are stacked across the board. It was just announced that CJ McCollum has been playing with a fractured back since last Thursday, so it's been it's been about a week that we're we're realizing that, and yet they're still playing phenomenal basketball. But what's frustrating is that this team has always been like this. They have Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that they have to struggle to get into the playoffs? They shouldn't have to struggle like that. I get that they're they're 
difficulties are on defense. They are an offensive team no matter what, and they are a phenomenal offensive team. But why should they struggle to be an eighth seed to barely get in when they have that much talent that have been there long enough to be a complete team? That's my problem with it. And remember, last year they were the they were in the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah. So it's not like this team is surprising people. You're right. I think I don't know. If, I, I can't call that they under they're underperforming or they underperformed before they went into the bubble. Um, who knows? I think they're going to give the the Lakers a pretty good series. Mm-hmm. I think the Lakers still going to win that series no matter what. But this is what's interesting, and this is something that I ended up hearing earlier today. Uh, the L.A. Clippers are the second seed. Mm-hmm. As a, if it stands right now, who are they going to face in the playoffs? The Clippers. The Clippers. They're going to play the Dallas Mavericks. They're going to play the Dallas Mavericks. I are we saying that the Dallas Mavericks are going to be a pushover? You have you have Luka Doncic and you have Kristaps uh, Porzingis, two great players. I don't think it's going to be as easy as people are claiming to be. But I know the I know the narrative has to be around the Lakers because uh, that's kind of what sells. Uh, people to listen to. I guess we end up calling it clickbait, but I guess when we're doing uh, when we're doing Google Meets or we're doing Zoom meetings, we I guess we can go ahead and call it Zoom baits because uh, you know that's kind of what sells. But for the most part, Clippers are going to have a tough time against the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks is a formidable opponent, so we'll 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 kind of see. But I'm excited. I'm excited that we're one week away, less than a week away now from starting the playoffs. No, for sure. Um, look, I think it's. It's just the elephant in the room that the Lakers are the favorite to win this whole damn thing. It's without a doubt. Like, personally, I think they should win. They are too talented. And this is kind of the year to really put it together. Because, like, I was seeing a stat that they lost their last six out of their nine games in 2010, which was the last time that they they were a championship team, in my opinion. And with Kobe and that amazing team, they also lost their six out of their last nine games, which is kind of like weird. And then this is, you know, the the year that Kobe passed away. It's kind of weird to say that like, oh, they're doing it for Kobe when guys like Damian Lillard, Devin Booker are inspired and they built their game around Kobe. So you can't just mm-hmm. say that the Lakers are doing that. But a lot of these players were so influenced by Kobe. But this is the Lakers year. They, they have every piece that they could ever want. To me, watching them, you just mentioned their record. Look, the only concern that I have with the Lakers is that everyone assumes that they're just going to roll over everyone. And this is the case for the Clippers. This is the case for the Nuggets. Like, if you have to go against the Houston Rockets, they can just turn it up at any moment. They can, Portland Trailblazers can turn it up at any moment. So you can't just say that they're going to 4-0 everybody and then walk their way into the finals and then beat the Bucks 4-0. Like, you can't just say that. My problem with the Lakers is it's the same story that we've had with LeBron since Cleveland, since Miami, when he went back to Cleveland, is that his supporting cast is what's most important. What made him win those championships was Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and when he went back to Cleveland, it was Kyrie Irving, who, in my opinion, in that one season when they came back 3-1, to me, he was the MVP of Game 7. He hit the shot, but he he was up there in stats with LeBron in every category. So now... It's not about LeBron James. It's not about Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis helped helped them win those first few games in the bubble. Like he popped off. To me, it's what's Kyle Kuzma gonna do. Whether he hits a game winner or not, it's good minutes, good points off the bench. It's Alex Caruso if he can stay healthy and be efficient. It's guys like Dion Waiters who 
honestly, I think should be the starting guard on this team. Yeah. We got to figure out what Dion's bringing because uh, he, it's just inconsistent right now. But he can help if he if he figures out just some level of consistency and where he fits with that team. Right. Yeah. And Caldwell Pope is still like a question mark to me uh, of where he stands on this team. But what I saw in Danny Green, like th- that's the type of guy where I'm saying like in the finals, that's huge. Think about what he did last year at Toronto. Is that Correct. that? Yeah. That finals goes a lot different if Danny Green doesn't hit his threes and gets great minutes. And that's the thing because that's the one thing that's been worrying me because uh, Danny Green's shot's been off. Yes, and if you yes. think about it, outside of LeBron, uh, outside of LeBron, you really have Rondo's going to come back. At one point, he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. That thumb's going to heal. So, and then you have Danny Green, who has uh, playoff or finals experience or NBA championship experience. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to figure out exactly where that shot went. If you left it in Los Angeles, if you left it in San Antonio, if you left it in El Paso, whenever he comes inside, comes into El Paso and does those basketball camps here, where did he leave it? Because he's going to have to go in and find it wherever he can find it inside of the bubble. Because I think uh, as important as Kuzma is going to be, they're going to need Danny Green to go ahead and make sure that there's space in that floor. Mm-hmm. It's going to take time. I it's I think it's eventually it's going to come down to the Lakers and the Clippers in the Western Conference, and uh, that's going to be a super exciting series. But on the flip side, are are we we can trust? We can definitely trust Kawhi. Are we ready to trust Paul George in that in that, that yeah. uh, in that scenario? That's the thing, because in, yeah. in that first game in, in the bubble with the Clippers and the Lakers. Uh, I was hearing all this talk about Kawhi, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I felt like Paul George was just kind of on the outside. I was like waiting for him to come together and, and make an impact in that game. And it wasn't until the very end where, you know, he, he gives up the big play and and the Lakers win um, based on LeBron James's defense. But that can easily go game six, game seven, in my opinion. So that's Oh, yeah, I, I think it's going to definitely go – it's going to definitely go seven games and – What's interesting is the one thing that the Lakers were able to build up was home court advantage, and that's it's not even going to matter anymore. I don't yeah. want to say that nothing matters from what they did prior to the bubble in this sure. season. You just can't say like that momentum, that home field advantage now, any kind of momentum that you built during the season is now gone, and now you kind of have to start from square run, square one, and even even guys like Kyle Kuzma who are building up a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence that's going to take some time to really come together i think eventually it'll come together i just right now you can't tell me that portland if they get that eighth seed that they can they can sneak by a game one game two win uh, on the lakers and it's it's a competitive series now sure yeah i'm excited to see kyle kuzma though after seeing him get that game winner he's been so hard on himself and i think a lot of people wear and tear on his confidence based on what happened with like Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, that whole debacle of who's getting traded when, when LeBron got there. But now he's slowly building it up. And I'm really excited yeah. to see a young, up-and-coming guy that's up there with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those type of guys that are so young, the future of the NBA, finally getting their, their piece of the pie. This is uh, this what it appears to be. is It appears to be a, like, a, like a rookie Kuzma who ended up showing up in the bubble, which is nice. I mean, it, it looks like a shot's back to being consistent. And that guy's hitting about 44% right now in the bubble uh, from three-pointers. So if you look at it, if you give him a little bit, I think if uh, I think anywhere between, anywhere around 40%, I think it's going to be formidable. And it's going to be able to go in and space out that floor. But just, it'll, it's just, 
the bubble's going to be interesting. You know what's interesting? You mentioned something earlier about the Bucks, just kind of, and I guess we just kind of, I guess we uh, we glossed over it in terms of the Bucks coming out of the East. Uh, I I wouldn't. There's something about me that's telling me that I think Miami's going to be a very tough out over in the Eastern Conference. I just don't see. I I I still think that Milwaukee comes out. Uh, I. I'm kind of curious also about Toronto, yeah. Toronto, but it, there's something about Miami that I think they have, they have a ton of shooters. They have really good. They have, they have enough playmakers and uh, Gordon Drogic, uh They have their shooters. They also have Jimmy Butler. So when you look at those guys, I just, they're going to, to me, it's like in a seven game series, they're going to be a super tough out. See, this is the thing about you and me. I feel like we don't argue a lot. And this is why, because to me, Miami is that sleeper Eastern Conference team. I yeah. love Miami yeah. right now. Eric Spolstra always does a great job coaching that team. He always yeah. finds a way to, to make that a playoff team. And not always does he have an MVP or an all-star in Jimmy Butler. And in those last few years of Dwayne Wade, he still gave a lot of something. But now he's got... You know, a really good roster without Hassan Whiteside, by the way. Like, yep. people forget that right. he, he's in Portland now, so they don't really have that big guy down low um, like they used to that, that can, you know, That's crush right. the boards. But yep. their guard play is phenomenal. Tyler Hero is a great young player. Jimmy Butler's the veteran of that team, and they're well coached defensively, and they can score points. Yeah. I, I think they can go far into these playoffs. And honestly, I, I am not on Milwaukee right now. I am all in on Toronto. You so you think Toronto at the end is well? They won't play until the Eastern Conference Finals, the way it's set up right now. Mm-hmm. So you think there's a possibility that? I mean, the, Nick Nurse. Have you ever read actually Nick Nurse's background? It's so it's really unbelievable. It's interesting. It really <laughs> that is. guy came. He uh, he literally started coaching as an assistant coach ended up taking over a G league team mm-hmm. and ended up actually working his way up uh, and working his way up as assistant coach in the NBA. And then whenever he was actually the head coach in the G league, um, they hired him as a head coach of Toronto, but this guy, he was, he's like one of those like coaching lifers that just got his shot. And he may be a top three coach in the NBA for sure. Think about this. They lose Kawhi, they lose Danny green. And this guy still ends up getting the second seed in the Eastern conference. Granted, the Eastern Conference is a little weaker than the Western Conference, but the second seed is a second seed. And you look at that and you're like, this guy just did an ab- absolutely admirable job with two key players no longer on that roster. Right. I don't think we give enough credit to coaching in this league. I'm, I am all for giving love and support to these coaches because Mike Boonholzer with Milwaukee, that, that's needed a coach of that caliber for so long to get to that next level. Nick Nurse in Toronto, Doc Rivers in LA, um, as long uh, along with Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel doesn't get enough credit for, for what he's done with that team. Uh, defensively, they are one of the best teams in the league because of that reason. It's because of Vogel. Correct, yeah. And what he did against LeBron in Indiana for that many years. But Nick Nurse, to me, man, I, it's a guy that you want to get behind. And I think that's where the, the this roster – is just in love with playing in Toronto. It's not just about winning games and winning a championship. It's about representing a, a city in Toronto, representing a country, really. And Nick yeah. Nurse is a perfect example of that. I am adoring Fred Van Vliet. I think Fred Van Vliet is one of uh, like top 20, top 30 players in the league. 
but he how just doesn't Oscar give him credit. Siakam, Siakam is an yeah. Athlete. How about out of out of NMSU, out of New Mexico State University? He's a, he's an Aggie, and all of a sudden, this guy's this guy's a top fifteen player in the NBA. He was a huge reason why they won that championship last year. Him yeah. and uh, Mark Gasol, those big guys down low, took care That's of right. business last year in those finals. That's right. Yep. And that was the weakness of, of of Golden State. So they really took care of business there. Okay. So now that we've discussed it, go ahead and let's go ahead and cement. Let's go ahead and put it in writing or put it on the airwaves on your on who's going to come out of the West and who's going to come out of the East and who's going to win the championship. Let's go ahead and put the, the let's go ahead and put Bubba in the bubble. And, <laughs> bubble, uh, bubble. And, uh, let's see. Let's go ahead and look at your prediction. I think Lakers get in the finals after a game seven win over the Clippers in the Western conference finals, because although they're not going to roll by anybody, I think they at least go five or six in a lot of these series, whether they go against Portland um, or they go against like the Nuggets, whatever the case may be. I think they make the finals, but it's not going to be an easy road like everyone assumes. Um, in the Eastern Conference Finals, I'd really like to see, if possible, Miami versus Toronto because I think that's a better series to watch, in my opinion, than Milwaukee and Toronto. I'm I'm just I'm sorry, but after watching Giannis get that headbutt um, on uh, Mo Wagner, I'm seeing an undisciplined team right now. Not just because right. of that, I just feel like in these big t- big game situations against LA against Toronto, I'm not seeing the same Milwaukee Bucks team, and I don't know if they're focused in the bubble. Like Giannis can do work, but I think a complete team like Miami or Toronto could take care of business. So then we're talking about Milwaukee. That's Milwaukee's going to have to go in and have Kevin, a person like Kevin Middleton step up. Uh, maybe some, maybe the Lopez yeah. twins step up. Oh, Chris Middleton is, is the biggest reason why they, they win and get far in the playoffs because think of how great he played. I think it was against the Lakers, like how good he played in that first like quarter or second quarter. And then in the second half, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and I think you're not going to have that. You're going to have to make sure that that's the thing about some of these uh, some of these superstar players because you know that you're going to go ahead and get consistency from them the entire time. Hey, there's uh, but Kevin, yeah, you're right about Kevin Middleton. Kevin Middleton is Chris about Middleton. to get put on the spotlight. What's that? Chris Middleton. Chris Chris yes. Middleton. He's about to go ahead and get put on the spotlight um, for in in terms of the, Milwaukee's going to have to have that second superstar step up. They have to. Giannis can't carry this team by himself. There's not a team in there's not a team in basketball that can get carried by themselves. If you look at it, either you're going to be too deep or you're going to be three deep. Or Boston, you're going to be X deep, and so you can't figure out how to put together. Oh, I forgot about Boston. I I just don't know yet. I think I think it needs time. Brad Stevens is going to be there a long time. He just got extended. Correct. Yeah. And Jason Tatum is finally playing at, at a high caliber. Like I I would assume he would be because I just love the guy. But Jalen Brown is just as important. That man is so efficient on the floor. And you think uh, uh you think he ends up leaving? Is no. he he's up soon, right? Um man, I can tell I you. think Marcus Smart Marcus Smart is up this year because he came in with Brandon Ingram. And then you have no 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 he came in with uh he came in with um with um who's it Julius uh Who's the guy who ended up signing for New York from the Lakers? 
I think you're, are you talking about Julius Randle? Julius Randle, yeah. So Marcus Smart and Julius Randle, I believe, they were in the same draft. Then, then it was actually, and it was Brandon Ingram that came in with Jalen Brown. And it was Lonzo Ball that came in with Jason Tatum. That's right, yeah. So, yeah. So I, they're going to eventually end up losing one of They're going to lose somebody. So I guess maybe they're going to go ahead and let Marcus Smart walk. But, but are you going to be able to go ahead and build around Jalen Brown and uh, and um, and and Tatum? I got a feeling eventually Tatum ends up leaving to Los Angeles. Oh, <laughs> here we go. No, Man, you can't do that though. Boston to LA. You you can do that if if LA wants to go ahead and pay you. I know Boston mm-hmm. can pay you more, but there's a possibility he's going to want all that endorsement money that comes from being in Los Angeles. Yeah, but I'm I'm curious, and also how it's it's kind of like that Mamba effect. You know, it's it's players like Devin Booker. Uh, it's play, not Lillard's never going to leave Portland, but it's players like Devin Booker. It's players like Jason Tatum that looked up looked up to Kobe so much that there's a possibility they want to go ahead and play for that franchise. Oh, for sure. Curious. I'm just curious. I I just I wonder. My I, I think the Lakers are going to come out of the West. I think they are. I think it's going to be a tough seven game series against the Clippers. I have a feeling there's a, there's a part of me that believes. But the Clippers are going to have a hard time in the second round. I just, it's, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on the fact that that Paul George is going to be that second player that's going to be able to. And then this time he's healthy. In the past he hasn't been healthy, but I'm wondering if he's going to have that, if he's going to have that opportunity to be that second player that steps up in the playoffs. But I think eventually it's still going to be the Lakers. I will pick the sleeper team. I'm gonna, I will, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick Miami mm-hmm. to come out of the East. And it's funny because we haven't put, we haven't spoken about Philadelphia. I just don't know how healthy Ben Simmons is going to be. Wow. I just I just don't know how healthy Ben Simmons is going to be. Funny how we haven't brought up Boston because if you look at those top four, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Philly, and then you have Miami. I mean, that's uh, that's that, those are some tough teams. Those are some tough outs. Mm-hmm. Any way you go ahead and look at it. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I I'm gonna go ahead and go Lakers. Coming out of the West. Ah, uh, let me see. I'm gonna change. How about I do old school? How about I go Lakers in the West? How about I go Celtics in the East? We would all love to see that, right? I mean, yeah, we would all love to see that. Oh, I think the Lakers come out and the Celtics, and then it'll be Lakers versus Celtics, and it'll be the Lakers winning in seven, and then it'll be just restoring the, uh, I guess, restoring the faith in uh, in Los Angeles after LeBron brings back a ring and brings back the championship, and he dedicates it to Kobe and his family. That'd be that, that's gonna be my pick. That'd be like riding off into the sunset, really, for this NBA season. That, I, I mean, the the tributes that they did and the way that they've handled the season is just very professional and very kind. And we haven't even talked about how they've been handling this, um, you know, the, the movement, Black Lives Matter, social injustice. I love what they're doing. The, Adam Silver and the NBA have done a, a great job of just saying, look, we believe in you guys. LeBron, you take... You take like the leadership, but everyone, you know, having the the words uh, on their jerseys and every every game having that same intro, having those same commercials come up, and really kind of, you know, not stuffing it down your throat because that's that's a negative way of putting it, but just lack of a better term, just you know, getting people to recognize, getting people educated on that. Uh, on that movement uh, on the topic because it is uncomfortable to talk about but the way that they're handling it no matter what pers- press conference it is post game interview that they're doing they always bring it back to that they always tie it back to that um, especially in a, in a african-american dominated league 
it's a very important thing and we're enjoying watching them it's not just about the basketball but just you know the the leadership and the the role models that are in the nba right now and you see in the in like the virtual fans like there's a lot of young fans out there and they're doing great things with that and i think this nba season would be capped off in a very great way a positive way if the lakers win it it's it's kind of just the the good story or the good ending to a good story yeah i can see that definitely and i mean it should happen like we always put pressure on lebron and we always put pressure on on um the lakers whenever they're doing really good but this is this is the season to do it they really have to do it i'm just saying that it's not going to be on lebron i'm saying like kuzma's got to have a game where he drops 20 25 points but also has like six assists and then alex caruso gets 15 minutes off the bench and you know gets a couple seals gets really good defensive stops that's what i'm worried about rather than lebron dropping 50 in a game six against the clippers it's not going to matter because i'm a really big uh a really big advocate of iso ball in this league does not matter anymore houston will never win a championship because james harden plays iso ball that's how they do it so you can't tell me that Houston's a, a very dangerous team in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But when James Harden's going to drop 60 every game, it doesn't matter because like your PJ Tucker is more important. And I thought Clint Capella leaving was a huge loss for Houston. Yeah. So it's, it's more of these complete teams. And I think that's where coaching discipline wise in the very end is going to be the most important thing. So if the Lakers win it, Cool, it's because they were the most complete team and they have a really great coach. If Toronto wins, it's because it's Nick Nurse and he just gets the job done no matter what. That's right. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts as we wrap it up? This was uh, – it was fun. It was fun. We have to do this whenever uh, – as the playoffs are kind of progressing, we have to go get back in and then uh, let's start figuring out exactly uh, how we're going to go ahead and start looking at the other opponents. And then maybe the next thing we can go ahead and just talk and start talking about a little bit about the NFL starting up again. For sure. We're less than a yeah. month away from uh, from Chiefs and Texans, I believe, on Thursday yeah. night. We'll see how, how well the Bears do this year with uh, Nick Foles. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a whole different that's a whole different topic. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need another thirty minutes for that one. <laughs> I think you're gonna need more than thirty minutes. I think we might have to pop yeah. up on a cold one for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Navarro, I appreciate you so much. This uh, this is exactly what I wanted. A really good sports talk uh, on, on my podcast, which is w- well overdue. Well overdue. So thank you so much. You're going to be back for sure. And uh, for those listening and watching, uh, I appreciate you so much. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. We're at 82 subscribers, so we're, we're on the up and up. And if you're uh, listening on iTunes or Spotify, make sure to follow the podcast and make sure to share it with everybody that, that loves sports like we do. So thank you again, and we'll see you next time on the Bubble Let Sports Podcast. Yeah, hold on. Tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm. Now would you lose if it been a better draft pick? And do you cuss when your team get their ass kicked?